0: cliffcentral.com We're going to cry, laugh and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Lebang podcast. So, welcome to Life with Lebang. I'm your host today, Lebang Khosana, and I am quite keen to have this conversation today because it's it's a challenging one. It is one that is Constantly being avoided. We tiptoe around it. We don't want to be honest about some of these things because it's easier to just go through life and not tackle some of these very obvious elephants in the room. You know, we'd rather just like move around the elephant versus just sit down and say, Hey guys, are we doing this right though? You know, and as a young South African mother who's also career driven, who was raised speaking just majority of English. I'm now facing this challenge of mm-hmm. am I raising my kids the right way by speaking primarily English? Am I raising them the right way by turning on the TV, which only has primarily English channels? Mm-hmm. Am I doing them a disservice? when they go in and mm-hmm. abo goko are like, oh, yes, <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, but hey, indaba You know, yeah. the schools that they grow up in is primarily English. The the, the friends that they encounter are primarily English speaking. Mm-hmm. It's only in certain environments where, as I mentioned, when they go home back to granny and grandpa in mm-hmm. Makaya, are they now exposed to Zulu, Setswana whatever the case is and only when they go to the hood only when they go you know, so Mm -hmm. it's, it's something I want to discuss just because I know so many other parents understand the struggle. Mm -hmm. It's a daily internal battle that we fear um, that we're faced with. And then also just in general, the schooling system, Mm -hmm. it's now, do I want to take my child to, you know, a model C school where I know they'll get the best education or am I just okay with putting them in, you know, Skolosako next door type thing. So it's quite a layered thing, but we have to discuss it. We have to, um, figure out what the long-term effects are, if any side effects exist and really, um, what the solution is. So my hope is that after you listen to this show and this episode of life with Lebang, you can say, ah, okay. So I'm okay. Or you can at least get some ideas of how you can improve with regards to that. So I'm not alone in the studio today. I am so blessed. To be surrounded by learned individuals, <laughs> ladies that I revere, ladies who I am constantly impressed with because. You know, you decide what path you want to take in life. And if it's in line with the things that you care about and what you're, what you're passionate about, it just works out so well. Mm -hmm. So today in studio, I have with me Mathat Idiale and she is a BA degree holder in social sciences from UJ. She enjoys gaining knowledge, experience and skills and things that enable her to make a difference in the lives of individuals and communities that she works with. And that's really what life with the bang is all about. We, we are aligned, honey. She's currently working at the Johannesburg parent and child counseling center where her main focus is providing therapy to children adults and parents as well as couples just to help them deal with any challenges that they may be experiencing and also it's like a double whammy today you know two 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 birds with one stone we also have uh and she is a qualified educational psychologist damn girl she has a master's degree in education psychology which she got at up and she has experience in psychoeducational and psychotherapy with children adolescents as well as adults and her areas of interest are child development and learning support. Ladies, welcome to Life with Libang.
1: Thank you for having us. We're happy to be here. Absolutely. Thank
0: you, Lebang. Of course, of course. I'm glad that you guys were able to make the time. I was telling my show producer that I really want to have this conversation because it's a challenging one and mm. it's just so important. So many of us are stuck. Not just me, me, my friends, my friends as friends, their cousins, their colleagues, they're, we are all like... Are we doing this right? <laughs> you know, we need guidance. And because this is your area of expertise, it's only right that, you know, we sit down with you guys and we have this conversation. So right off the bat, you know, most parents take their children to multiracial schools, private schools. I mean, we try our best to do so. And English really is the main language. It's, it's obvious right from, right down to, to nursery school. Yes. The teachers will send letters to the parents and say, um, your child isn't speaking enough Zulu, um, uh, Mrs. Kumalo. Please can you make sure that they're speaking more English so we can you know and you mm. sit there and you're like, Hmm, mm. what am I doing? So how important is English as a language in a child's development stage? I'll I'll start with you, uh. Maslats.
2: Okay. Um I think I just wanna start with a disclaimer that, you know, parents are doing the best that they can. Thank you. And each and every parent is <laughs> Thank just you. trying to make sure that they give their children the opportunities. Um, that are better than theirs. Sure. Or that they set them up to, to succeed, to have opportunities that they even never had. Yes. Um, so I think let's start from that. Yeah. Um, Razam.
0: <laughs> we are all trying our best. Okay.
2: Yeah. So I think looking at English specifically, um, I think the reason most parents choose to focus on making their children learn and uh, speak English is because it is the primary language of learning in our country. Sure. Um, and it gives children a lot of opportunities even outside of our country because even with countries that don't necessarily have English as a, you know, uh, a first language, they will understand English. Uh, if you want your child to study engineering and then they're like, I want to go to Germany one day, you know that if they can speak English, um, they will have that those opportunities. So I think, Yeah. To, to begin with, and I'll hand over to Pumzile because she is more <laughs> equipped to answer. Okay, Pumzile, <laughs> yeah. wh-
1: what do you think? Um, I think just to add to what Matlati is saying, right? Um, definitely with regards to opportunity. I mean, cause English is considered as a universal sort of language. But the other thing is, I think we need to, you know, it's prioritized or it's important, um, because like you had mentioned as an example that you maybe a teachers encouraging it so it's emphasized in the school that you you must make english important and i think the reason for this is because i think we need to understand how language works really um so if we think of kids developmentally they get they go through all sorts of stages right they develop socially um intellectually um they develop emotionally and one of the aspects of it um Intellectually Is that They they need to Develop in language As well So you'll see That they start Off with You know The babbling sounds Where they can Communicate in more sound But you can tell Oh baby's hungry now Or what's going on And then it kind of Progresses to one word And then from there On we having sentences But then it gets More complex Where they need to Now learn Things like Understanding a metaphor You know Where the words are You know Given are not The words implied So it but, as children are learning a language, as they are growing up at that point in time, they go through all those um sort of stages. Um and so what happens then is that we know that they're not fully equipped at certain ages. Full, have full knowledge of the language or fully equipped to use it as perfectly as they would much older, sure, so now it becomes a priority it becomes important the English language at that point in time is because what we 're trying to do there is make sure that the child is able to grasp that language well, mm, you know and mm. normally what it requires is that it needs a little bit of consistency in that it 's spoken in you know, the school environment, but then it's also spoken at home to create that consistency so that we can have a more adequate understanding of the language and becomes very important because at school, that's that's the language we use to access mm. not only friends socially, mm. so where we speak and create interpersonal relationships with others, but it's also a medium to access information. Sure. So you need to understand the English language in social science, in natural science. So the terms itself are presented in the language. So I think that's why it becomes it tends to be quite a great priority for parents, um, why it becomes important, because if it is the language of teaching and learning, then And we need children to be well versed in that so that they can access that information and not only access it in class by being taught it, but you want them to be able to express their understanding as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I get it. And I completely agree. You are 100% correct. We need it. We can't avoid it. If Mm. our children want to be able to make understand things, this is what they need to know. Mm. They have to speak English full stop right now. Now then there's the home language, which I believe should be also play a big role mm-hmm. in the household. I believe there's a direct link with the home language and understanding who you are and where you're from. Now, if, you know, how do we find the balance? Because this, this ultimately changes a child's perception of the home language. And I'm interested in finding out how, how, you know, viewing English as the main and only how that changes the perception of the home language. Because during the holidays, you go home and you encounter other children who don't speak English primarily, mm. Mm. who then judge you and say things like, Oh, you're a coconut mm. because you're from a model C um, school and you engage with in-, in English primarily. So you already have these internal identity crisis battles from such a young age. Mm. How does positioning English it's such a high place just because of the nature of the way the world is set up. How does that change the child's perception on their home
1: language? Can I go? So I think, I mean, it's a, I guess we get to see also how language is really it's not just a, a tool to communicate, but it has a, a great cultural significance. Sure. So you're correct to say that it really has a direct influence on identity, because you know when you go home in Makaya, the fluency of the language says a lot about how close you are to your identity as an individual. Sure. So it it really has a big impact, but I think it's right. It it can be dependent, in terms of like each family or each sort of um space that a child is raised in you know if for example these kinds of things i think need conversations with children um to say like you know you need to know this language because it's important for school but it's also important for us to know this language because this is what it means for you and who you are so i think it's really it varies from home to home in, in in how the language is ex the use of the language is explained to your child, you know. Um, you know, it's either you're saying if you raise your child to say, well, if you speak English in these spaces, this is what you'll get. I mean, obviously, they'll feel maybe probably feel like if I devalue my other language, then I wouldn't be worth as much opportunity. Sure. So it's really how you phrase the conversations at home to say, well, you need to learn this for this function and this for that function. So I really think it, it, it really varies. And those are the kind of conversations you would really need to have sort of in in, in the home setting. Perceptions are really shaped, especially with kids, by the people around them um, at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maslati, what do you think?
2: Um, I think it's very important to understand we live in a multicultural context, um, especially in South Africa. We have so many languages. Um, they're beautiful on their own and i think if we learn to just appreciate that first and foremost it gives us an identity of to say even if english is not my first language i have something beautiful that i can give and as parents if you value that as much as your child might use english as their first second second language because it's their first second language sure Um, they can value both. They can value English as the language of learning, as the language of creating opportunity and success and Mm. getting into certain spaces Mm. where they might not necessarily get into with their home language. But if they have an appreciation of their own sense of identity, of their culture, of their language and what it means for them, they can appreciate their own language, but they can also appreciate other people's languages. And we will create a real... Um, multicultural space where we can all belong and share our different identities and enjoy each other. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it, it sounds easy, you know. And um, I like how you are both phrasing it like, oh, just sit down, have a conversation with your child, and you know, just tell them about their identity. and like the practical side of it is what um is, is challenging me yeah. in this current moment. Mm. I understand that on paper and theoretically mm-hmm. just sit down with your child and tell them, but what does that look like? Yeah. Do you sit down with your child and at what age mm-hmm. do you sit down with them and say, Okay, this is who you are. This is where you're from. These are your mm-hmm. ancestors. Go forth into the world. Yeah. Or do you sit with them? Do you guide them in this process? And mm-hmm. what if you yourself as a parent don't have any of that information? Sure. If you yourself also grew up away from your identity, also struggling with your identity, is it a case of repatching yourself and then in turn patching your child? Like sure. what, what is that? What does that look like for a parent who's, who's currently struggling with that?
1: Okay. Yeah, I think it would be tricky for, for, to get ever get a straight answer because we always work with gray areas yeah, and yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of comfort in that because what I'm hearing from you is it depends what you prioritize sure like for example if you're gonna say um you know you want them it, how you present it it is really dependent on what works for you mm. you could use your own um history of not being familiar mm. with your own identity as a way to identify with your child and sure. why it's important to learn this process together. Mm. You know, you can use that to your advantage as a parent to say, I don't know much about this, but I see so and speak mm. about what is it, you know. Mm. Um it, it can be in minor learning uh, moments like that where you know has to rip your mind to say I would see you don't say you know I'm a tanda, I'm a so mm. you know the pronunciation is mm. correct mm. so it's really in things like that where you you, you can do it sure. and in terms of the age you know with kids they develop differently mm. so you would pick up at the point where you feel like you can have that kind of conversation maybe they won't value it as much at, at the time mm. but we know with kids developmentally they go through a lot of stages like there comes a time where they have an identity crisis so mm. when you're dealing with them in their teens and they're so difficult to deal with They're figuring themselves out And they want to define that for themselves mm. But it also is a really playground Of anything can happen Sure. So maybe you can even bring it up At that point in time in their life Where you can say You know why you're still figuring it out There's also this as well Because you want to give them The the opportunity to talk about That aspect of their identity If they want to assume it in themselves mm. As they grow older mm. You know So it's the actual Hey I don't know what's happening Let's, let's go home more Yeah mm. And yeah. engage more, yeah. you know. Let's go visit the cousin who lives in a township mm. and be with them a bit more. Mm. Let's go. Let's be accommodative of friends, and you can even go as far as just teaching your child to be open-minded. Sure. To say a, a, a friend who is not a, a an English speaker. And can speak isiZulu, Tonga, and all of that. Mm. Be f- be friends with those kinds of people, and mm. or people who speak your language, so that you can sort of learn it. Sure, you know. So just reframing, you know, the the spaces that sort of can be in. Yeah, yeah, what's that say?
2: Yeah, a continuous appreciation. I think if you can appreciate your home language, your children will too. Um, it sounds simple but it 's challenging, but if you can allow yourself to to value it, no matter what the background is, to value it and say there's value here, your children will adapt to that as well, and like uh, Pumzile said, explore if you haven 't gotten the opportunity to explore, explore together with them, if you 've grown up speaking the language. Uh, maybe reading becomes a bit of a difficulty because you became more fluent in reading English. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to learn to read the language and you can do it together with them. Yeah. And this gives you a space to do something together um, and to learn to appreciate something that maybe you may have lost because now we're focused on success, giving opportunities, but also finding the value of the kind of opportunities that come um, with speaking a second First language, yeah. first, second language, whatever it is. Yeah, second, second, <laughs> first, first, second, however they phrase it.
0: Okay. No, that, that definitely I, I can agree with. Now it mm. sounds like this is something that you can put mm. into practice. Mm. If you are lost, this is a nice place to start. So my show producer, Teppo, uh, was here the other week and we we're having a nice catch up and we we're talking and he literally cucked me out because <laughs> I said to him that I pray in English Mm. and he was like, girl, are you crazy? I'm like, "Mm, I don't think I'm crazy. This is Mm. just the language that I think in because Mm. I've been so exposed to it. And he was like, dude, if you pray in English, how are your ancestors going to hear you? Because (laughs) they don't, they don't speak English, you know? So I was like, damn, um, am I doing this wrong? It really made me think about that. And now trying to be more intentional about the language that I think in because we don't really think about how we're thinking we just think Mm. and whatever comes naturally we just go with it so does this mean my child is going to think in english if they primarily speak english i'm worried now yes they're (laughs)
2: gonna think in english um i'm just gonna give you an example The more you use one specific language more often, Mm. it becomes easier for your brain to process it that way. Sure. If I know that this is water, Mm. I'm not going to go to my brain and be like, meh, the water. Mm. My brain's just going to automatically go water. And the more I have to access information to write or to express myself in English, then that's what your brain's going to do. Mm. As opposed to if you're learning English to express Information in the subject of English sure. Then you'll still think in Speedy And mm, then mm. when you're in the English class You'll be like, oh, okay What do I need to do? Mm. But if English is primarily the learning To access information To communicate information You will start thinking in that mm. language So, for example, I started In an English medium when I was in grade 7 mm. By the end of that year I'd say I started thinking in both English and Speedy But by the time I was in high school I think primarily I was just speaking, thinking in English, mm. dreaming in English, praying in English. Mm. And that happens because now that one language beca- takes over. It becomes primary, unless if you are speaking both on an equal equation. If sure. maybe all the time mm. when you're at home, mm. which the teachers are saying, even at home speak mm. in English, mm. you go home, then you speak the other language. Then you might develop them both yeah. as you go older. But um, I think primarily the foundational language needs to be one. Sure. But yeah, that's the difficulty.
1: Puzula? Yeah, I think to agree 100% with Matlati. Mm. You, you know, your child is going to start thinking yeah. in English <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it is an accessibility thing. Mm. You know, what she's saying that, you know, you have things like high frequency words. If you say something a, a lot of times or you're exposed to it, that's the first thing that will come to mind. So that's what happens naturally to, to say the more exposure. Then it would be easier. Mm. It would be easier to think in the language. Mm. But the nice thing is, it doesn't say that it kills the child's ability to possibly think in another language. It's possible, but it just takes extra effort. Because now I need to think in English and translate it. Mm. But it's not saying. Thinking in English doesn't mean it's possible to access another language and have the potential to think Mm -hmm. in it, you know? So,
0: so are my ancestors gonna hear me if I continue to pray in English? I need to know.
1: I mean look, look at your life if you're if you're happy with your life they're hearing you <laughs> they can hear me they're <laughs> hearing
0: me I'm you. not being glutey yeah. <laughs> yes I was worried like I was quite concerned but just to touch a little bit on the spiritual side of things I mean I I know you I don't want to dive too much into it. that's okay. not anybody's area of expertise mm-hmm. but just a little bit there are some spiritual side effects of this mm. because back to identity We are who we are as Matubabansu because a lot of that is based around the language, Mm -hmm. our culture. Mm -hmm. The languages that we speak is a big part of our culture. Can we say we're doing ourselves a disservice by speaking and communicating primarily in English from a spiritual perspective?
1: I mean consider, considering my background mm. um I, I I also grew up as somebody who was primarily taught in English sure so for me in my family it is a big thing to say um you're you're the oldest granddaughter like polish up your language skills like yeah. you need to be able ukbik and all those things in isiZulu you know sure. so in 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 my family that is a big thing to say like you you need to le- learn it, it almost sounds like you cannot just do that, speak in English. Mm. Um, you know, maybe for other families, they might feel differently. Um, but I know with me, it's like, you need to learn it. Sure. To, uh, the, the cultural, pra- spiritual practice of it, it mm. matters how it sounds yes, and what yes, it looks like. Exactly. Yes,
0: yeah. I know, like, it's not even just a, uh, South African thing I think it's global I mean yes. if you look at Some of the Asian cultures yeah. It's so important To be able to speak Your mother tongue mm. Regardless of where In the world you are yeah. And I think it's Probably the same For Indian cultures yes. And 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 um, You can't You can't not be able To speak Your home language mm. Do you know what I mean Because mm. it almost like Dilutes your identity And mm. I have Like concerns about Are we losing you know, our generational, I don't know what the word is, but well, are we living ourselves English, Yeah. in, you know, our are, are children's children just going to be mm. English speaking, mm. but they have like fair skin. Yeah. Mm. Are they going to know anything about their grandparents mm-hmm. and their great grandparents? Mm. So that is my worry. Mm. And that is why we have conversations like this on the show. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: it's an important conversation to have. And I think spirituality, it's a very personal it's spiritual mm. language is important and i think if you speak your home language you know it feels different yeah it really feels different when you sing a song whether you're praising or when you sing it in your language and when you're singing it mm. english in english mm. the way you connect to yourself mm. and to your spiritual being Um depends also on what you believe in Um i come mm. from a family we Mainly Christian. Mm. But even there, when I speak Gaspedi, like mm. there's a level of connection that I have with God when I can connect with it in my own language. Sure. That in the English it's there, but it's like almost like it's extra. It's like yeah. double portion yeah. type of thing. So I think when you can identify with your own language, um, it gives you something that the English language cannot.
0: Yeah. You
2: can understand it, you can feel it, but there's a spiritual state that it just it just feels different. Mm. It and it's not something that you can articulate. You you just feel it, you just know it. It's mm. emotional. It's, mm. it's in your depth. It's in the pit of your it's stomach. It's an
0: energy, yes. and you can't describe it. And mm. I sometimes feel you guys can disagree with me if you don't believe, but. Do do you think the English language has like limited words When it comes to like describing certain things that, mm-hmm. that we experience and describe But you can't like directly translate Because the English language just doesn't have the words It doesn't have that thing I mean sure here we are speaking in <laughs> English I get it But yeah. when you really strip it Mm. And really have it bare. Mm. The English language is almost functional. Mm. It gets you from A to B. It's, it, you learn the textbooks, you understand, you get the job, blah, blah, blah. Whereas vernac and your home language is almost a soulful experience, even if it's just in a basic conversation. Mm. Mm. It's, it's got soul in it, man. <laughs> I, and I don't know if I'm making this up, but you can almost feel the difference. Mm. Whereas like, hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, I feel like this is the truth across the board with mm. just languages that are rooted in soil mm. and in feeling and spirit, you know, not to bash English, you know, shout out mm. English. We see you. <laughs> we need you. But that's just, you know, that's just how, how mm. my view on it anyway.
2: Look, I think, I think it's, it's a sense of belonging. Mm. Um, I think if you have a sense of belonging with your own tongue, I mean, I'm sure English people might also feel like for them, English yeah, has that thing. Sure. But I think it's it, it stems from that, that sense of belonging, that sense of there's something more than me. There are those that mm. came before me. Yes. Yes. There's a history to this language. Um, I think English linguists will tell you this is how the language developed and this mm. is how it came and mm. they can have that connection, but mm. we also have our own mm. and we have that. It's, it's more than just the fact that I can speak the languages because my ancestors spoke it sure. for generations. So it carries that weight, mm. specifically if I'm speaking Spadey, mm. but I think somebody who's speaking Zulu, Portuguese, whatever it is, it carries that same weight because it's not just for today. Mm. It's not. For me, I'd say maybe my grandparents were the first people to really speak English. But now Spady has been a generational thing. And that connection, it's not just for today. It's mm. a generational connection mm. to the language, to my sense of self.
0: Mm. It's a forever thing. Mm. It's a forever thing. I love that. Let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, boosting self-esteem and confidence, right? So mm. we see situations where young African kids they speak English only mm. and they don't speak ghetto and they don't speak vernacular. They just speak English. And for them, coffee. just because of that fact, sadly. So where to such an extent where you can see sometimes when you're watching TV or you're seeing these like news uh, reports, they want to interview someone in the township who was first in line at a, at a scene and mm. maybe the buildings on fire. They were first mm. on the scene. And then they ask him, Hey, Giannis, uh, what what did you see today? And Jonas speaks broken English, Mm. and Jonas goes, "Um, "Yeah, you know, uh, they came uh, (laughs) and 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 they clearly like." Mm. And and I'm always like, "Just speak your home language, Mm. Jonas. Just tell them what you saw because then you can really express Mm. yourself." Mm. And you see this unfortunate trend now where young people, whatever age you are, if you speak better English, you automatically think you're better Mm. than the next Mm -hmm. person. And you may feel like it's boosting your confidence because in the workspace, you know, you get promoted or whatever the case is. But why do we look down on our brothers and sisters who just maybe don't speak English as a primary language? Mm. That's the question. Mm. I know it's a tough one. But <laughs> it's a good and fair one. And I mm-hmm.
2: think it's important to to note that um, even with our history, immediately when you speak English, people assume you're smart.
0: Yeah. Which is incorrect. And
2: depending on your accent, the better your tone or your ascent of the English language. It's Mm. like, yo, this one really knows what What they're they're talking about. You understand? Mm. Whereas I can speak English and have no idea what I'm talking about. And I can be very expressive and spady and speak things in detail and Mm. express things that you never would have known. So Mm. I think it's our perception also of the language, what it means. Mm. If I can speak English is it because i can i can grasp the language easily or is it because i can grasp concept and i have a better understanding of things. Mm. Is it just the language? Exactly. Or is it really, what am I saying? What mm. am I I'm saying? Is, does it make sense? Is it true? Is it intelligent? Is it intellectual? Mm. So I think our perception of the language, that's where it starts. That's mm. where it begins. Cause if I can let somebody speak in their home language and express themselves and find value and understand what they're saying and be like, okay, this one makes sense. Mm. Then I started seeing English as what it is. Just another language. It's just
1: another language, yo. Pumzile? Yeah, I think that one has a, a, a bit of, a bit to do with like, you know, our history. Mm. I think, um, our history, um, also it's like English would be a language where you would access in, in, in spaces where it meant Economic advantage Mm. It meant better schooling It Mm. meant all of those things Mm. So I think what happens then Is that as you know As a black community Then we think of language As Mm. representing all of those very things And the more you can speak it Better, as Matlati was saying In terms of the accent The more we can make an assumption About your background And how you've been able to overcome certain things And what mm. it means economically And all of those things mm. So I think that's where it is And knowing that we come from a history Where there was a comparison mm. of what's better and what's not Yeah. Um, If we're like this you know, what does that mean? Mm. Maybe being better means that. Mm. And there's also internalized ideas that we've had ourselves yeah. sure. that nobody has put on us. But we've seen mm. m- to say, oh, I've seen success if I'm like that. Mm. So I would want to be like that. Sure. So if you're anything that's not that or English speaking, then then what are you doing? Mm. You know, so mm. there's a lot of our own thinking that's there, but also a thinking that's been shaped, you know, sort of based based on our history yeah you know and it's something that you know we even see it in like america where you know being pro-black or pro you know it's something that started now Mm. and that always had to be explained that being pro-black doesn't mean you know i'm anti-white or whatever sure so it's just something that we have to learn now and i think language is one of those things to appreciate yes um you know, uh, the languages that we do speak. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'd actually just like to take this moment to just encourage the listener to do their part in growing the thinking of themselves and those around them. Mm -hmm. Because we just, we may speak about it now and just touch on it, Mm -hmm. but the reality is that this is years and years and decades of conditioning that has happened Mm -hmm. that unfortunately not many Be Are intentional about unlearning Mm. So they continue to pass down That same thinking to their kids Mm. To their kids' kids And it's just this vicious cycle of Self-doubt, self-believe And you're just seeing You're not seeing yourself in stars And you're not Mm. seeing people like you up there So you automatically believe Well then I'm not worthy because I don't speak English, mm. I, I I can amount to nothing. Mm. And let's stop this notion that mm. English equals smart mm. Mm. and that <laughs> <laughs> if you speak English, you're automatically, you know, holier mm. than thou. It yeah. absolutely does not mean that. Mm. It's just a means to an end. If we can just view it as a language, a the end then I think we'll definitely grow and we, we can reach higher, higher places where we actually belong. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just quickly want to talk about identity crises because this happens. You cannot avoid it. <laughs> um, if you are a living, breathing being, then you know what I'm talking about. And imagine now this added layer of disconnect from self. Mm. And you touched on uh, uh, Pumzile, a little bit about how kids develop in different stages, but now let's focus on the adult life. Mm. Now you're an adult. um Let's say, you know, you working at one of the biggest corporations and you're the manager. You've been promoted. You love your job. You get along so well with everybody. You're the token black girl. Mm. You get invited to the prize. You know, <laughs> these, these jokes write themselves. But now, You are sort of stuck between a rock and a hard place because you want to so badly know who you are. Mm -hmm. You don't speak your language. You know nothing about home. Mm -hmm. And you're having an identity crisis. Where do you start? How do you sort of apply yourself in this new environment but still be who you are, Mm -hmm. if you know what I mean? How do you find that balance between being Zandile in the workspace who everybody knows that they can count on and she can get stuff done. But you are also so comfortable with yourself that you can overcome this crisis. Mm -hmm. Because when you go home and you're walking down, you just get out of the taxi and you're walking to your apartment, the people that you encounter on the way to your apartment are seeing a different person. Mm -hmm. You're feeling like a different person. Mm -hmm. And those things are,
1: they're quite rattling, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I think for me, what I can say is, um, it would definitely have to start with embracing different aspects of yourself. I think you wouldn't have to like think of yourself that I have to be either or and understanding that, you know, appreciating different aspects of me. I think something Matlati mentioned is that maybe I know, um, I know, I know sits on a conversational level, Mm. Sitswana speaking Mm. and I know English well, mm. but to some extent I am bilingual mm. and I can use that as an advantage yes. and be somebody who can, you know, exist in a multicultural place, you know, so I, you can embrace it at different aspects of you. I think that can be sort of like a a, a good start to not go through a crisis to mm. say, maybe I can be more of this and more of that and embracing your history as well. I think there's a sense of needing, an understanding of yourself To know how you were raised mm. Because sometimes we take it on in ourselves To say I don't know the language But I look back and I'm like My parents really never emphasized it Exactly. So like how am I going to really be Very fluent in this When I wasn't taught that mm. So also appreciating what you've had to grow up in mm. And just being more understanding Sort of like of yourself In mm. that regard I think that's the best One of the things that at least you can do In trying to do that mm. And then Going to explore maybe those places where you can learn more about yourself sure you know sure. and 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 see and know that you'll be a beginner there mm. you can't control people's perception of you mm. based on who you are mm. that's one thing you can't fix so in terms of maybe feeling a little excluded by others who know the language fluently at the time, mm. that's not something you can control, sure you know, but you can only remain true. Sure As to saying well this is what I'm learning I want to learn it now And it's okay to learn it at different points I think Mm. that's also another thing Mm. That you can be a mom of two And be like actually you want to start getting into it So that you know my kids know this a bit more Sure. So I think yeah Those Mm. are just a few
2: I think just remember you're not a sellout Hey. You did not (laughs) betray anyone. You are a survivor of Mm. the world that you found yourself in. Sure. Your parents fought to make you successful, to give you opportunities that they didn't have. Mm. Yeah. And you can start from there. If you can learn to appreciate why you are in the situation that you're in, you can be more gracious to yourself. You Mm. can be more kind to yourself and find your people. Um, You're not the only one. Find the people that are willing to learn the language to um, explore the culture mm. and be it this one is learning, this one, mm. you can connect and say, This is what I'm discovering about my uh, place of origin. Um, find your people, be it family members, that having those conversations with them, those that are willing. Yeah. Um, we know that it can be hard sometimes to connect with family, especially when they feel like, ah those ones know, mm. mm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but find the people that are like yeah let's do this and then sure. they'll teach you, they'll teach you the culture they'll teach you what we do at weddings, they'll teach you what they've learned and mm. they'll share the information, they'll speak with you in mm. the language and you can have that person to say when I call you mm. and you can start learning and they'll laugh at you and that's part of learning mm. I think just remember that when you're learning a language it's going to be tricky, mm. uh, don't, don't quit just because you're saying stuff wrong children don't mm. <laughs> they can say the word wrong so many times and they'll carry on mm. so allow yourself to be a child who's learning a, a language a, a culture and just just come as you are yeah and you'll be a gift to other people sure
0: well. and you know sometimes as parents we feel like we're you know as you touched on earlier we feel like oh we're doing this wrong mm. you're not doing this wrong and sometimes these schools are actually very supportive. Mm-hmm. They do offer some of these home languages, um, as second languages, as first, mm-hmm. second languages, second or first languages, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you, you find yourself in situations where your child does have the option to learn Isisulu in mm-hmm. school, yeah. Setsuana in school. And that is, I think, if you view it, as a positive thing then you should really hone in on that you know versus thinking oh how embarrassing that my child needs to learn this in school Mm. i think Mm. from that perspective you know lean on the schools for support uh find out how your child can benefit more from Mm. really learning uh, these languages in the school which Mm. i think is just such a it's a a great plus like i i grew up predominantly speaking english but in high school, they offered Isi Zulu as a language, mm. and I ended up learning all of my Zulu from that. Yeah, now, yeah. I can confidently have a conversation. Yes. you know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, if I go to KZN, it's a different story. Because <laughs> as we know, the Zulu, it's, 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 Zulu, it's, it's Zulu, Zulu. It's different. it's way different. The one here in Joburg is this Zulu light. Yeah. You know, but at, again, it's just being able to hold a conversation mm. and know where you, where you go and where you stop. You know, mm. um, I recently tried this thing of just finding YouTube videos That are in Vernac mm. Because the kids Are addicted to YouTube I can't help that mm. But now What I can mm. help Is what content Are they consuming yes. Yes. So I'm on this mission To find As much Vernac Content as possible mm. Just you like go. You know what I mean Put mm. that on repeat And get them that's Get good. them into the groove That now my daughters Are singing Too la tu. I'm, like, I'm like good shot good I'm like good shot It's working okay. for me yeah. So parents, just try and find Mm -hmm. systems that can work on your behalf as well. You know, we know we're not always going to be able to be there for our kids 24 Mm seven as much as we'd like, Mm -hmm. but then. the things that they're already doing, just try and adjust them mm. to work on our behalf, just Perfect. aligning the synergy in the household as well mm. to one goal. Yeah. You know, it could make a difference. Mm. Support, support. Exactly. <laughs> we need support, we need support mm. man. So let's, uh, you mentioned now, now, you know, about what our parents experience as well, if they grew up in certain ways. What about our parents internalized trauma experiences growing up? Because, you know, the truth is that only a few households could afford to take their kids to multi, multiracial or private schools post the apartheid, um, era. And that has a direct effect on how we get raised and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And I also spoke a little bit about that unlearning mm-hmm. of, you know, some of their trauma. So, you know, what, what would that look like? What are some of those parents internalized traumas experience and how will that affect us who are now the new parents uh, based compared to how our parents were raised.
2: Okay. So I think it's important to look at what trauma is. Sure. And I think just thinking about that um, sense of feeling of your life being threatened mm. or just feeling afraid or feeling like you, you cannot um, get away from a certain situation. Mm. And that's where the trauma aspect comes from. So for example, you spoke about those who couldn't take their kids, um, to multiracial schools. Maybe the next door neighbor's child is going there. Mm. And then you, you're literally comparing and mm. seeing the difference. You're seeing the kinds of opportunities that the other child might be getting that maybe you are not able to, to give. Um, mm. your child, you might start doubting yourself. And also the comparison in terms of the school environment. How is your child, your own child faring in their school? Is mm. it good? Is it safe? Um, so it, it's, it's, multifaceted. Yeah. Um, it might be also because you also went to a multiracial school mm. and maybe were bullied because of the way you spoke the English language sure. or you struggled or your teachers might have felt that you're not smart enough because you didn't express yourself well mm. or you you omitted answering certain questions because you knew you couldn't express yourself well. So all of that can impact on your sense of identity and just sure. feeling traumatized mm. by the fact that because I cannot speak English or because my ch- I couldn't do this for my child, mm. that means I'm less than or I've uh, denied my children opportunity. So I think it's important to acknowledge that, to acknowledge the, the pain of it mm. and to say it has happened yeah. and that impacts on the decisions that adults make to Mm. say I do not want my child to experience what I experience I do not want my child to feel less than Mm. and so I might not want my child to speak when because I feel like maybe that will interfere with how they speak English Mm. so that those things do exist and I think they have to be acknowledged and we have to be kind also to say we understand Mm. Um, but there are other opportunities and you can your children can benefit from being multilingual. Sure. It's not just a disadvantage. And for it sure. It cannot just only be a disadvantage. And mm. right now, we can create opportunities for both.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Pumzili? Mm, what I'm thinking is, if we say, you know, the internalized trauma of parents, I think those are one of the aspects maybe that can influence the perception of home language. Mm. You know, I think if if... Like I said, I think as we've been speaking to say, you know, with our history, what have and what we've endured, or whatever our families have yeah. had to endure, mm. what is our perception now in terms of what language means, what it means to be in a multiracial school, and what it means if you don't go? So mm. another parent will say, I am a failure, because for me, it was. Going, my child, going to a multiracial school would have meant Mm. that we are progressing, and I have Mm. done better for them, Mm. you know, than what my family, you know, sort of could have done. So I think it really can have an impact in 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 sort of how we raise our kids about how they must think about Mm. being in these schools, Mm. you know, because for some parents it's not a problem, you know, Mm. they can understand that language is language. You can go to a school in a township and learn this in the language. You are still as smart. You will end up in tertiary as with everybody else. We don't have to pay this much. So you don't have to stress about it. Um, so, it, it, it's really, it, it, it can shape how it can, like, in terms of raising the kids and how they can view mm. being, how being at a school, multiracial or not, and what it means, sort of, for them. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of, also, in learning for the parents that would need to happen. What does it mean to be in that school? What does it mean to not know the language? Mm.
0: Yeah. 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 Where can I start? What is step one? Uh, I want to encourage my child to speak their home language, Mm. but I don't want them to lose English as a language for learning. What is step one in this process?
1: I think you can do, we can do home stuff. The YouTube videos is already there. Mm. You want to sort of read with them. Mm. I think most importantly, you also want to make them understand why then the language is important. I think that's where you can start Mm. to say, you know, we need to, Speak a bit of this mm. You know Why mommy Why do you have to do that It won't be as complex In your explanation And maybe it might not stick mm. But you want to say But this is why We need to do it sure, You know sure. And start with little things You know When you're doing activities together what do you call a spoon In, this, in your language <laughs> is, You know Yeah It's the little thing You know Or let's learn together mm. um, It's just you, you really can start In the home space Yeah And kind of create That culture there Yeah and, you know, you were saying in schools, there's access to the language now. Mm. You want to take advantage of that as well. Sure. But you can do it in the little things at home. Yes. Just to encourage it and how you also respond yes. in it. And they've spoken English. You're like, okay, but what is this? You know, you
0: know, I hear you, but I kind of have a little bit of a problem with that. And here's why. I feel as though discipline. You know, makes, has a bigger impact in a home language. So if my child is being naughty and I say, shy, mm. they're more likely to get scared versus I'm going to hit you, sweetie. Stop it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And unfortunately, the benefit is that my child will listen to me, but the disadvantage is that now are they not? Sort associating. of yeah, associating like, mm. uh, discipline and getting shouted at with vernac mm. and their home language. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So that's something that I, I struggle with on the daily, mm. only because I've got five kids. Someone's <laughs> going to get shouted at at some point in the day. Yeah. And it's always, <laughs> and it's like, hey, okay, no, let me, let me. And then because kids just repeat what they hear, mm. now nah, they'll just start walking around. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, you're not going to shy at me. Like that's not going to happen. But I wonder about. Doing you know the little things, so I need mm. to sort of get better at mm. those little things, so that it's not just in discipline, Definitely. so that it's also in the day to day, blah 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 mm. blah. You know,
1: You yeah. know, you know what I mean. Now it's that one. Yeah, so
0: let me sex. write that down.
1: <laughs> Actually, because I'm busy with a, I love you, I
0: love you, and sure I do, but why mm. yeah. it's You know, it it just feels different. It is. So, mm. So. Mm. Yeah,
2: I think it's the continuous. Consistency of the little things Mm. Uh, The more your children hear You as a parent speaking the language Mm. The easier it is for them to Adapt to themselves Having an understanding of it Mm. So speak to them, especially once Their foundation in English has you know, sort of solidified. Mm. Speak to them in, in mm. Um They can respond to you in English at first and then you allow them to start using the language as well. Mm. Um, maybe homework time and other times you can just speak English and do all of those things. But yeah. consistently just speak um, English to them, speak English to your, I mean, speak Venek to your husband, whatever, whoever mm. is in the house. Mm. Uh, because when the more they hear it, the more exposure they have to the language, the mm-hmm. easier it is yeah. for them to grasp the concept. Yeah.
0: Perfect. I love that. <laughs> Ladies, thank you so much for coming onto Life with Labang today. I think we, we spoke about a couple of things, very important things, of course. And, um, if there is a listener, at home right now uh, and they want to get in contact with you guys for whatever services you can offer there because this is, you know, we spoke about it but there's obviously a lot more detail that one can get into. Mm-hmm. So, um if somebody at home is listening and they want to contact you guys directly on social media or mm-hmm. via email, whatever the case, um how can they reach you? Yeah, we come,
2: we come from the Johannesburg Parent and Child Counseling Center. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. 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 Okay. Just type in that uh, so it's just C J-P-C-C-C, basically. J-P-C-C-C-C-C. JPCCC. J-P-C-C-C. J-P-C-C. Yes. There we go. You can okay. even Google it and then it will take you directly to our website. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Johannesburg Parent and Child Counseling Center. And awesome. all our information will be there on the website.
0: Cool. So yeah, you heard it here first. JPCCC on Facebook and Instagram. And that's where you can find uh, more details about the great work that Matlatze and Pumzile are doing. And, um, yeah, these are conversations I want to keep having. So let's touch base with one another, maybe like yeah. a year from now, just yeah. to see how everybody's doing. Are we still, <laughs> are we still on track with our purpose? You know, are yeah. we making people's lives better? Mm-hmm. And to everybody listening at home, to you listening at home, thank you as well for tuning in and participating in such important conversations. My name is LeBang Hosanna and, uh, Gaurata. <laughs> <laughs> this is live with Leban, courtesy of CliffCentral.com.
1: CliffCentral.com.